Welcome back to It's One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And today is July 29th, 2023. It's around 6.30 p.m. and the weather is fair. I wouldn't say fair. It's hot as shit. Yeah, but it's a bright blue sky, sunny, not a cloud in sight. There are children baking on the sidewalk as we speak. There's people baking on the sidewalk as we speak. Right. It's more. It gains more sympathy if it's children. Oh, okay. That's fair. But does it really matter who it is? Does anything really matter? This is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. We got nihilism. Nihilism. I think that the nihilism gets a bad rap. Does it? I think so. I would say I'm a nihilist. I'm pretty sure that nihilists were the major enemy in the Big Lebowski film. I mean, you could also argue that the entire cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia are nihilists. I think they're just stupid. That's fair. <laughs> no, I, I, I love It's Always Sunny. Okay, well, one of your favorite shows of all time is Rick and Morty, and I would say that Rick is a huge nihilist. Yeah, that's his whole thing. Yeah, his whole thing is once you know that nothing matters, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's something that's said in Mr. Nobody, too. Or something similar. In that one? I could be mis misremembering the quote, but it's like, oh no, no, no. no the quote I'm thinking is the quote I'm thinking is the quote I'm thinking of You fucked that up bad. I'm really stupid, but the quote I'm thinking of is as long as you never choose, anything remains possible. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same thing. No, because nothing matters means doesn't matter what you choose. Because in the end, it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Nothing matters. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So for this episode, we can do like a very broad range of nihilism. But I think that we should hone it into like modern day nihilism. Okay, okay. So we, can, we can give a backstory because I think that a lot of people hear the term nihilism, but they don't actually know what it means. I think we should give a backstory, but we are mostly focusing on quote-unquote modern nihilism. The which modern is nihilist. Existential nihilism. But there are some other types of nihilism that I'm just going to briefly mention. There's epistemological, which I probably mispronounced that, but that's because I'm silly. It's spelled E-P-I-S-T-E-M-O-L. O-G-I-C-A-L. Could you use it in a sentence? No, because I I don't know how to say it. And then there's political nihilism, moral nihilism, metaphysical nihilism, cosmic nihilism, and then, of course, existentialism, which is what we're talking about, or existential nihilism. Yeah, they're, they're two different things. Yes, that's why, that's so the why first I was correcting one, myself. The first one that you mentioned, do you know what that is not well enough to explain it like i read about what it was but i'm kind of i'm an idiot and i am too and we make a podcast well no it's called two idiots one podcast but i'm both of the idiots and you're the podcast oh so do you know what it is yeah it's just knowledge doesn't matter logic doesn't matter that seems kind of silly. Yeah, I know. That's why it's the only one where I'm like, this is stupid. Like, this is incredibly stupid. But that's okay, I think. Yeah. No, it is, knowledge is meaningless. Like, 
logic knowledge which i'm a big advocate for both so that's the only form of nihilism that i don't believe i believe in uh ex- i'm an existential nihilist i guess is what you would say but i also have stoic principles which we're going to do a whole podcast over stoicism but today we're focusing on nihilism but would you would you say that you're a nihilist because i think that that carries a lot of weight behind it um i don't think i am but if i had to be i would say i'm like like a Kirk and Guardian nihilist. Kirk and Guardian. Which it's uh Soren Kirkengard. Or I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry. I'm not good at names. I've listened to it pronounced billions of times in videos and I still don't know how to pronounce it. Brother, you pronounce it however you want. But he he described nihilism as even if you know that there's that nothing matters you should take a leap of faith and despite the or denial of reason and denial of logic to assign meaning to stuff. Or that's how I interpreted what I read about his work. And if I was a nihilist, I would fall into that because I recognize a lot of things don't actually matter and don't actually have merit, impactful meaning or merit, but you should still go through the motions. You should, agree with that. you should try to assign value to valueless things because if you don't, then there's no point in doing anything and there's no point in being alive and that's not how I want to live. So I don't think I am. But if I was, that's the flavor I would be. I think a lot of people don't want to live that way, though. No, for sure. Hard facts. So do you know who the first person to ever coin the term was? Uh, that was Friedrich Heinrich Jacobi. I'm just going to say Jacoby. Yeah. And that was 1799? Uh, I'm not sure when exactly it was. I just know it was in the 19th century, so the 1800s or super late 1700s. So for those of you that are not familiar with nihilism, it was a direct response to the Age of Enlightenment where the church had been in power all this time and you didn't question the authority of the church, but then science started to kind of be like, well, some of the things that you're saying you can disprove with it. So now science was becoming more popular and the church was declining in popularity and it caused people to experience nihilism, which was, why does any of this matter now? Everything that I've lived for my whole entire life, it's all meaningless. There is no meaning anymore. The person most often associated with nihilism is Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, or modern nihilism. Yeah, he's the he's the modern nihilist, the father of modern day nihilism. I would say. Yeah, he's the dude who said God is dead. Yeah, which I know people have heard that. Yeah, there. I mean, wasn't there a movie a few years ago as a response to it? Uh, God's not dead, but that was directly more directed towards the Western world than anything else, where our moral values have declined see i'm gonna be honest i haven't seen the documentary i just remember the title being god is not dead and assumed it was in response to that oh no i was talking about nietzsche right i i was under the impression it was in response to nietzsche it probably is i have no i've never seen the documentary so i can't like say anything on it but at the same time i look at it as this was this was nietzsche Nietzsche was talking about God is dead because the church is no longer in power. 
and everybody's freaking out. Although Nietzsche said it much later in life. He wasn't one of the first people. But Jacoby actually was making fun of somebody. I forgot who it was when he coined the term nihilism in his letter. But I believe you know the answer to when it became popular. Because it was like 1863. Uh, it was in 1862. Two, I was with close. A, <laughs> it was a Russian novel called Fathers and Sons by Ivan Turkinov. Turkinev. It's T U or it's I V A N first name and his last name T U R G E N E V. For anybody that's listening in Russia, we're I, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm I apologize. I'm yeah. not gonna keep apologizing for not being able to pronounce names, but if I know I fuck it up, I will try to spell it out so that anyone who's listening who wants to actually Google it and gain more information, it's easier. That will be our apology. Yeah. Just spelling it out, saying, we don't know how to pronounce this. Yeah, exactly. Or I could be mispronouncing this. Whichever one. But yeah, and that um, started like the Russian nihilist movement. Which wasn't necessarily a good thing. No, it was just it, their whole intention, based on my understanding, was to ins- or was to destroy the current power structures because they were not in agreement with them they were bad and they upheld views that were opposed to theirs or opposed to the ones they were trying to implement and instill and so basically the whole reason wars are fought yeah basically over ideals over yeah that's essentially what wars are fought over but talking about modern day nihilism with with nietzsche uh, existential the existential nihilist how familiar are you with it? Because obviously we can go down a super big rabbit hole with it. I mean, there's hundreds of years of knowledge. I would say I'm moderately familiar. But I'm not familiar enough to to know. Like, I couldn't teach a class. Okay, that's fair. I don't want you to teach a class. We can, we can revisit this topic at a later date when we really have consumed all of it. Yeah. Because even I'm new to nihilism, I guess, and the fact that it was it was explained to me, and the reason that it was explained to me was because I so but b- actually before we get into that, do you think there are any benefits to it? Because a lot of people look at it as the extreme, pessimistic, cynical approach to life, and I don't agree with that. Well, I think <clears throat> I think that that becomes a question of active or passive nihilism. Whether or not it's it's pessimistic in nature, because passive nihilism is more pessimistic in nature, where active nihilism is less so. But I think on back to your question, I think on an individual level, nihilism can have benefits for certain individuals with certain mindsets and beliefs. But I think on a societal level, nihilism would basically lead to the destruction of society. Which is basically what Nietzsche was saying. Nietzsche was not an advocate for nihilism on a social level because he understood that the church kept people accountable. He didn't necessarily agree with the church, but he understood the church kept everybody basically controlled and stabilized. It's It's the same thing with laws. Laws keep us civilized. 
the church kept us civilized and that's why we didn't go out and just commit you know mass murder and genocide and stuff yes they were doing it in the name of god but that's not the point but it kept them focused in on one thing and people weren't just killing people for no reason we had societal rules and i agree with you i think from a societal standpoint if every single person completely throws everything out the window there is no morals obviously we as human beings have an instilled knowledge of right and wrong whether we know it or not even young kids that don't understand it know what's right and what's wrong i think to a certain extent no i I agree to a certain extent but they still know but if you but if you take that out of the equation and you just do everybody is nihilist everybody has a nihilistic perspective where nothing literally matters the civilization as we know it and society as a whole would fall yeah well we wouldn't we wouldn't have a desire to progress like the only motivating factor would be to keep yourself alive instead of improve society so individuals who focus on creating new inventions or new technologies or changing laws so that people are treated equally like if everyone was a nihilist and it all happened overnight and the laws that we currently have are still in place the cops wouldn't feel the need to enforce them because it wouldn't matter exactly and people would be like oh it's the law but the cops don't feel the need to enforce them i don't feel the need to follow them so i think it would be really really bad well okay so on the flip side of that just playing devil's advocate here i don't feel the need to do it either because it doesn't matter what i do Exactly. And I think that that's why human nature is an important element to add into it. But unfortunately, through my life, I've met a lot of shitty people who do, you know, mean, ignorant, hateful things for no reason. Because that's their nature. Yeah, exactly. So I think that if it was societal on a societal level accepted that nothing matters and there's no punishment for committing crimes against people and everything is, you know, wild, wild west, defend yourself or don't defend yourself, it's up to you because it doesn't matter. I think in a situation like that, it would lead to people with ill intentions who might recognize that nothing matters, but even if nothing matters, I still want what's best for me. I still want the coolest shit. I want the biggest shit. I want the best shit. I want all the shit. Yeah. So I think it would lead to people like that who were more aggressive, maybe. I don't know the right word, but, you know, these people who would become warlords. like Warlords, dictators. Yeah, I I think if the whole society was nihilistic, some people who were aggressively nihilistic and felt, you know, entitled to all of nothing, all of to all of the products that don't matter. I think that that would be easy to rise in a society like that. And that makes me nervous. No, I, I agree. I rambled a lot there. I'm sorry. Well, no, because you're right. At the end of the day, human nature plays a really big and important role. And that's the only thing that we cannot predict. We cannot predict human nature. So even if everybody was on the same page of none of this matters. Okay. We used to have that, right? We used to have nothing matters. And then one day somebody woke up and thought i want that we had all this land right and it didn't matter but somebody was like 
I want that piece of land. How am I going to get that piece of land? It doesn't matter who has the land, but it does in this sense because now, because I think fundamentally we were all nihilistic in our primitive years, right? If we go back to primal living, we're all nihilistic because nothing matters except for survival at that point. We're individualistic but nihilistic because we want to make sure that our tribe survives, I survive, and that's it. But like you said, somebody rose to power and is like, oh yeah, all of this means nothing but I want it. Because greed starts playing a factor. So now we're killing and pillaging and doing all this stuff because it doesn't matter, but it's because I want it. And I think that if we were to go back, then that would probably happen again. History would repeat itself because isn't that how civilization started as a whole? We evolved, and with the evolution of it, was like, I want that. Does that make sense? Because you're looking at me like... So it makes sense. I don't think that that's how society started. I don't think that in the beginning people were nihilistic prior to having things. Like I think their sole focus was survival, but I don't think they had enough... I don't I don't know the right word. I don't think they had the cognitive ability to be nihilistic. Well, I, I disagree because they're cognitively aware of their own survival. Right, but being focused on survival, I think that takes away from nihilism. But I don't think like animals are nihilistic and most animals their sole thing is survival. Like what do I have to do to survive? Like, I don't think birds are nihilistic, and all they care about is eating and shitting and building nests. Shitting on my car. Yeah, specifically cars and, you know, houses and porches and stuff. I'm talking but, to the pigeons that are in the parking garage at my job. You know who you are. Exactly. But I don't think that they're nihilistic. Just like I don't think the caveman who, you know, was going out and grabbing, you know, beehives was I don't think he was nihilistic I think he was stupid like he cared about his family probably or his offspring okay he probably cared about his village like in the example you gave they cared about their tribe right so I don't think that that's inherently nihilistic I think what I was talking about is in a modern society if everyone suddenly became nihilistic which I guess that would also take away from the nihilism too Right. Well, we would regress, though. Nihilism would cause us to regress back to that primal state. Because nothing matters except we have this built-in thing where our own survival matters. So, yes, something does matter. But if all the worldly pleasures of life don't matter, if life is meaningless and everything that I do is meaningless, I'm going to die. And that's okay. I can kind of do whatever I want. Okay, but so see, that's where I think that historically they weren't nihilistic because I don't think a lot of them thought about what was going to happen when they were going to die. And in the earliest cases of like religion, they believed there was an afterlife. So because so early in our societies, the idea of an afterlife spawned. You're right. I think that that takes away from the thought that they might have been nihilist because they did believe in an afterlife. I don't know how early that was like I don't know how early the first religion was but there I really don't want to get into this there are a lot of like pyramids and stuff that were believed to have been made hundreds of thousands of years ago or way earlier than what is in the in the history books and in those they have images of godlike creatures which could be aliens I don't want to talk about it could be aliens 
but it could also be their ideas of the afterlife. But if that was the case and the fact that they built these mega structures means that they cared about something. Right. They cared and wanted to know, but it's also human nature to want to know, to question. Because once we have evolved, and I guess this is my argument for it, when we evolve, we start questioning things. More things matter, right? Because from a base biological standpoint, all we want to do is reproduce, eat, sleep. That's it, right? No, I think you could cut out reproducing and put an Xbox or TikTok, depending on the age range. I'm like, (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I'm sorry, continue. But that's basically what we want to do, right? Like that's, from a biological standpoint, that is how we are wired. That is how our ancestors were wired. Literally nothing else matters if it fits into those three things. Can I reproduce? Can I eat? Can I sleep? Okay, that's all that I'm focused on. Literally nothing else matters. But as we evolve, as our brains start to develop and we become, as you say, more cognitively aware of the world around us, we start questioning things. That's why you see pyramids being built with aliens or gods or whatever in them. Because now that we're aware of death, now that we are aware of life, what happens? There has to be something. We can't accept the fact that nothing happens. We have to create gods we have to create air aliens or whatever and say that when we die this happens with the ancient egyptians made sure to bury them with all their possessions because when they went to the afterlife whatever they were buried with went with them so all the pharaohs had all their shit didn't matter because it's just shit at the end of the day but it went with them They were buried with coins and I think grease because when you died in order to pass, you had to pay the toll to pass the river sticks or whatever. Yeah, to get to the other world. Chiron. Yeah. Yeah. But you had to pay to do it, so you were buried with coins, so that way you could take them into the afterlife and pay for it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to pass on. And it's superstitions, things like that, that they used to believe because they had to explain things. As we evolved and got more intelligent as a species, we got more anxious about things we started contemplating things at a greater level what happens how does life start how does life end where before that it didn't fucking matter nothing mattered the three main things that were mattered is can i fuck it can i eat it can i sleep in it or with it or with it yeah (laughs) that was it that was all that mattered so i think that as we evolved we we lost nihilism and then when science came around when the scientists were starting to dispel a lot of the things that the church was saying because the church was in power based off those beliefs, right? The church was in power saying these are the things that are happening and it is happening because I am talking to my religious entity. My deity, my God is harming you because of X, Y, or Z. And then when scientists rolled around and they're like, so there's this thing called gravity and hurricanes, and solar eclipses, because that used to be a big thing for the Aztecs and stuff, the solar eclipses that they couldn't do, and that's why their gods were upset with them, and that was when you had to make the sacrifice or whatever. So now that we can explain why it happens, it goes, 
oh, that's not God being mad at me and blocking out the sun. It's a natural thing that happens. So what's the fucking point? So then we start to regress. I think nihilism's always been around. It just hasn't been talked about. And I would argue that our ancestors were probably happier than we were. Oh, no, definitely. Because of that. I think people in the... Let me rephrase this. I think people who weren't in a social situation where they were viewed as less than people have always been happier historically. Like okay. other than like sl- the slave class or right or whatever the the bottom rungs of society. But I think in general people have always been happier simply because with more choices and more freedom and more availability to knowledge, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. And the more that you don't know, the more that you want to know why you don't know it. And you need to explain it because we as humans can't take the fact that we don't know. I mean, it's not necessarily that we can't take it. It's just, it's an anxiety. Like, Yeah, that means that we can't take it. See, I I don't know. I have a lot of anxieties that I can like take. Like uh, it's okay. pleasant, but well, so I'm just going to go with the death thing. If life and death, if we're born and then we die, right? There's a lot of anxiety to fit everything in all at once. You want from the time that you're born to the time that you die, you want to live a fulfilling life, which causes people to do a bunch of shit. Start families early give up on families to start jobs because that's the anxiety of it. I need to fit all this in because I'm going to die someday. Probably. But if you look at it from a nihilistic standpoint of, yeah, I'm going to die and there's nothing that I can do about it, so who cares? Then you're probably happier, right? Some people. Yeah. I would argue that my anxieties go away because it's like, who cares? Well, I mean, so that goes back to what I was talking about with like active and passive nihilism which I'm not 100% confident in how to explain the difference, but passive nihilism is pessimistic. Nothing matters. I shouldn't do anything. Right. And active nihilism is nothing matters so I can do whatever I want. Which is a hedonistic to a, to a certain degree. It depends on, I mean, yes, I agree with you, but the active nihilism's pursuit of whatever they want as long as they maintain in the bounds of like societal norms and what's socially acceptable, for example, not raping, murdering, killing, stealing, doing bad stuff. Right. They have a moralistic foundation. As as long as they still have morals protecting them from, you know, their wildest thoughts. I think that active nihilists might be happier but I think that if someone chooses to be a passive nihilist, I can't imagine that being a happy life for anybody. Like I said, I don't consider myself to fall under nihilism. I know that a lot of things don't actually matter, but I do think that how you treat people really matters. And I think that what you say to people and how you make people feel, I think stuff like that really matters. Okay, so so here's what got me on nihilism as a whole. I had listened to Alex Hormozy talk and the the thing that he talks about is when you when you write the word matters you have to always write it with a capital m 
because if you write it with a capital M, it changes the definition of it. The basic foundation of nihilism is that nothing matters, right? But if you change that lowercase m to a capital M, now it becomes a decision where you get to choose what matters. From a nihilistic standpoint, if nothing matters, I can choose what matters. So now certain things matter to me, like not raping, killing, and pillaging. That matters to not do that. But the constant worries of everyday life don't matter. Where I live doesn't matter because the the place that I'm living now, how many people lived in it before me? How many people said this is my home and then moved out? How many people have owned the plot of land that this sits on? Throughout tons of generations, right? Even before there was land ownership, how many people chose to shack up in this area? Exactly. Yeah. No, I hear you. I smell your stepping in. And that's why the, like, none of that matters. Because when I leave here, somebody else will have the same thought. When I buy a house, how many people owned that house before me? How many people were on this plot of land and they're like, this is mine. And then they sell it. How many cars do people get super excited about because they own it for the very first time and then people buy pre-owned used cars and they're super excited about it when the person before them had the same thing? And then once you get rid of it, the person next will have the same thought. Like, it doesn't matter. Why should any of that matter? Because I think we, in the, like, even your job, how many, like, the people that came before me doing my job, right? They thought, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And then, or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I can't speak <laughs> for them. But even, like, with the job, you know, like, how many people did this before me? How many people will do it after me? Like, at the end of the day, nothing matters with a capital M because now I can choose what matters. I hear what you're saying. Like, that's that's how it was explained to me, and that's existential nihilism. Because, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm going to... I was born, and I know that I'm going to die. And I can spend my whole life worrying about death and worrying about cramming as much shit i guess and activities into the middle as i want to and i can say okay well i'm in my 20s i need to do this and by the time i'm 30 i need to do that i need to retire at 50 and this and that is that a meaningful and fulfilling life to some people yes do they need to do that yes do people need to focus on dying because it helps them accomplish their goals yes but for a majority of people that will probably just create a lot of anxiety and depression right so if you think about it as it doesn't matter, I'm going to die, does not matter, who cares, something that I can't control. All of my assets when I die will be redistributed to everybody else, so it doesn't matter. When I collect all these things, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is how I feel in the situation, which I can see that some people, and I think that's why a lot of people shouldn't look at it from a super pessimistic standpoint. You're like super deep in thought on this one. I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think that it's pessimistic, but I don't think it's pessimistic. I think that I can choose what matters. I think that if I legitimately thought as a true nihilist, which I don't think a true nihilist can actually exist because they would just kill themselves, right? Because life would be meaningless, so there'd be no point in living. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but from my understanding of nihilism, a true nihilist, there would be no point. Well, there would be, survival would be uh, uh, irrelevant, so there would be no reason to get food. There would be no reason to find shelter. 
Right. There'd, There'd be, be no, no reason, reason to live. To mate. Like, yeah. yeah. There'd be no reason to live at all. And some people, the whole reason that they live is because they don't know what's going to happen after we die. And they're so focused on it. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are severely depressed and the only reason they don't kill themselves is because they're terrified of death. Yeah. Which, so, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think fear is a good thing in that instance. And, you know, fear is a good thing. Fear is a defense mechanism that keeps us safe. Initially. Initially. I mean, our ancestors were afraid of heights, right? And the reason you had to be afraid of heights was because when they built the treetop canopy villages or whatever, because all the things on the ground were going to kill them but couldn't climb up into the trees... When they were building that shit in the trees, if you didn't have an initial fear of falling, then you would just fall and die and everything would eat you. So we've been programmed to think that. Now, Biologically, we have evolved to think that. It's really funny that our ancestors were afraid of falling from their canopy homes and were afraid of someone knocking on our door too loudly. Yeah, exactly. It's because modern society has made us soft. Modern society has made us care about every little thing. And I think that to an individual person that's struggling with a lot of things, if you just adopt a, a existential nihilistic perspective, then you can cut out a lot of the bullshit. I would say 90% of the bullshit. You can just cut it out and live your day-to-day life being like, this doesn't matter, who cares? Or maybe I'm the weird one for that. I don't know. No, I mean, that makes sense. That's like I said, I don't consider myself a nihilist, but I recognize that a lot of things don't actually matter. And after realizing that my life has become a lot easier because I'm not worried about my job. Yeah, it's the ultimate freedom. I'm not worried about what people think about what I'm wearing. I'm not worried about, you know, what people think of my hair or how I look. But I don't think I'm a nihilist because I still care about some things. Like I care about if I'm nice to the to the waiter or waitress at the restaurant because I don't want them to have a shittier day than they're already having. Yeah, you can, but you can do that as a nihilist, though. No, I know you can. Just I just like don't you... think I'm a fucking nihilist, Taylor. That's all I'm trying to convince myself of. <laughs> we all practice nihilism in some form. We're all a little bit nihilistic, whether we want to say it or not some people just embrace it and go okay because even you said like yeah i recognize that some things don't matter cool it's a little bit of nihilism whenever someone's like well you got to pick your battles because some things don't matter okay nihilism we all have a little bit of taste of nihilism it just are you going to do anything with it are you going to say yeah man nothing really matters or some things matter or everything matters I don't know. That's just my personal journey on it. It has helped me overcome things. And like you said, it's helped. And I think that it can alleviate a lot of things because the ultimate freedom, if you truly want freedom, stop giving a shit. I think there's a book called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and that's basically nihilism in a nutshell. I mean, that's a hard fact. So I guess what would be the verdict for you? Would you say that nihilism is good or bad on an individual level i think it depends on the person i think it can be both i think for some people very very good for some people very very bad you're very philosophical on that one i mean i guess that's not the most philosophical way to say it well i think that nihilism can make some people who are stressed out about everything less stressed out and they can live a functionable life but i think that some people the knowledge that nothing matters would make it where they were like, oh, nothing matters. I can do whatever I want. I should kill people. And I think that that's 
a dangerous path. No, I agree. So I I can't definitively say because I don't think that everyone is the same, and I think that you should handle them on a case-by-case basis. That's fair. I can go with that one. Yeah. I'm not trying to jip you out of your answer. No, I just, that's okay. It's too hard. Hey, there's going to be some people who listen to this podcast, and the things that I've said will make sense to them, and they'll adopt a nihilistic lifestyle, and they'll thank me for it. And then there's going to be some that are like, oh, fuck you. I hate you. I can't do that. And they're going to agree with you. They're going to be like, Bailey makes the most sense on this one. There's going to be two sides to it. And like, that's fine. It's not for everybody. I'm not trying to push my beliefs on everybody. Believe whatever you want to believe because it doesn't matter. And with that, this has been 2ADH1 Podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Taylor. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. In three, two, one, three, two, one, Bailey's joking right now, that's why we can't fucking start, drink your water right now, I'm going to make this a thing. I'm gonna add it in the podcast, and it's gonna be a special little section.